Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Today's episode of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast is brought to you by Poor Richard's Cafe and Star Local Media. Poor Richard's Cafe, Plano's oldest restaurant since 1973. They are open daily from 5.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m., serving the three most important meals of the day, breakfast, lunch, and dessert. It is true Texas homestyle cooking made with love and grit at his Poor Richard's Cafe, located off of Avenue K in Plano. Welcome to another episode of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast. My name is Matt Welch. I'm the sports editor at Star Local Media, and I am being joined by Brian Murphy and Taylor Raglan. I uh, hope everybody had a had a happy New Year. So now that we are uh, we are officially back in the uh, in the normal uh, high school sports coverage routine for the week, and uh, gentlemen, it is time to play some catch up. Yeah. So all the uh, all the holiday tournaments are in the past. Basketball teams are finally resuming their district schedules this week, and um, so yeah. So let's um, let's talk some girls basketball today let's um whether it was you know stuff we noticed during holiday tournaments or during what uh what little we've seen so far in the district schedules let's just kind of go around the horn and just talk a bit about some of the things that have stuck out these first few weeks of uh of girls basketball play uh brian where do you want to begin with this one the frisco girls district they're already in the middle of district play the second half (laughs) begins friday night uh and there's a big one friday night okay liberty against lone star uh that's gonna be a good doubleheader actually from the boys and girls side but both girls teams are eight no uh last year those were the, the the two cream of the crop teams of the district and once again they still are um lone star they're blowing out everyone they're state mm-hmm. ranked they're number 15 liberty they return almost their entire lineup uh they bring in a, a, a dynamic freshman uh as, as well uh, and she's she's made an impact. Uh, Jazzy Owens Barnett is her name, a great name by the way. Uh, and so you know they're they're one of these teams that they roll out 11, 12 girls like it's nothing. You know, Coach Ross Reedy tells me after he's told me multiple times this season he's like, yeah, so many ten of these girls could start on every every other team uh, in the district. They're eight zero. They're playing lights out. They're playing very well. Uh, this Lone Star and Liberty, they haven't played yet. And so we'll see see how that goes uh, Friday night. And Lone Star's done this all without Mallory Adams. Yeah. You know, the best player to come through that program. She's now uh, one of the top players at San Diego State as a true freshman right now. But Adriana Quezada has really, really stepped up in her absence. She is a monster uh, at the forward position. She's, she's leading the team, averaging 18 points per game. Uh, last I saw, uh, almost eight rebounds per game, two steals per game. She's literally doing it all. All of her numbers have gone up uh, this season. Then you have other girls like Mia Deck and Leah Harris, two really athletic guards that really get after you on the perimeter. It's tough to score against uh, Lone Star. And then when you have uh, Quezada just scoring at will, uh, you know they're they're tough to beat. So what is the um, this game that's coming up later on Oof. this week? What is the I guess kind of the biggest intangible that you're going to be looking for in this matchup between I, the uh, Rangers and the Red Hawks? It might be Randy Thompson against Adriana Quezada. Randy Thompson is Liberty's stud. You know she had some some knee injuries and whatnot throughout her sophomore season. She was sidelined uh, the, that entire season. Junior year she was kind of bouncing back, and then this year she is balling. She's mm-hmm. you know a top candidate for the district MVP. 
uh, I think it's going to be her and Quezada battling it out for that that'll, that uh, that accolade, and you know that might be you know a, a matchup to watch there, you know, in that game. But I think Liberty they're so deep. You know, they it's not just one person uh, each night doing doing the heavy workload. If if someone's off, you know, you have Kaylin Lay, Mara Casey, you have Kelsey Curick, you know, girls all stepping up that are that have the potential to drop twenty points any given night. They may not do it each night, but they certainly are, are, are capable of doing that and I I have no idea who's going to win Friday. It's, it's going to be a heck of a game. Well, I won't hold your feet to the fire and make you give a pick or anything, but uh, yeah, I mean, what a what a surprise. Just Lone Star and Liberty, just something's never changed. No, That's not at all. And, and another thing to note from that district, Frisco Memorial, mm. I have not seen them play yet, but they're obviously in their first ever varsity season. They don't have seniors. And they're five and three in district yep. play. They're right there in the playoff mix. You know, if the playoffs were to begin today, they would be in it. And that's kind of you know that's really shocking, actually. You know, seeing as you know they <laughs> they weren't on my radar at all. Lebanon Trail, they're not doing too bad themselves. They're three and five in district play as well. They have wins over some 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 uh, storied Frisco programs. Oh, I don't know how storied they can be, <laughs> being a few years old, but some established uh, teams in that district. But Frisco Memorial, definitely a, a team to to watch down the stretch as well. Yeah, Frisco Memorial, their head coach um, actually has ties to a few of our other schools. Um, Rochelle Vaughn, she was an assistant at Plano West and a head coach at Bikini Boyd. So, yeah, it's interesting having some early success at a uh, memorial. So, um, yeah, so before you uh, obviously you know get to partake in that uh, that Lone Star Liberty game, you're going to dip your toes in some 9-6-A action later on today. And um, I can uh, we can pick up discussion with uh, with that district now because, um, I mean, what a uh, you know, that district is going to be very very top of mind mm-hmm. you know, for much of the uh, for much of the season with as much star powers in that district. And so far, I mean, just through, you know, what the district schedule is only three games old, at least at the time we're recording, we're recording this on Wednesday afternoon. Games are going to be played throughout the afternoon and tonight in that district. But um, so far, I don't know what your guys' take is on this district so far, but it feels like nothing is coming easy for anybody. And basically, um, no team is invincible. There's no mm-hmm. clear-cut front runner. I mean, it looked like maybe, you know, early on, it looked like Plano Senior mm-hmm. might be in position to just kind of pick up where they left off from last year as they just rampaged through... Um, <coughs> You know, wins over Allen and Plano West. They beat Allen by 20 at Allen, our projected preseason favorite <laughs> mm-hmm. to come out of this district. They, you know, Plano went in and just smoked them by 20. Then they beat Plano West by 19. And then they turn around and lose at home to McKinney. Yeah. <laughs> the McKinney team wow. that had lost its first two district games. The McKinney it, team that took Prosper to overtime. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. yeah. It just shows. It just shows how, I mean, it kind of just reaffirms just the slim margin for error mm-hmm. in this district and just how every night there really is no, there, I mean, you just can't, there's no let up. Because even a team like McKinney, you know, there's already a nice little, like, a triangulation thing working between Plano Allen and McKinney, whereas, you know, uh, you mentioned that McKinney lost to Prosper in overtime, and then they turned around and just got hammered by Allen by like 25 or something. They turn around and beat Plano, which beat Allen, which <laughs> <laughs> try and figure out those tiebreakers yeah. when the when the end of the season comes. Uh, so uh, yeah, I guess I don't know. I mean, I kind of want to spread this around to you guys. Is your have your thoughts on this district altered? You know, much for the uh, you know in the early going? I don't think so because it, it's so cliche, but. It's it's the absolute truth with this district. There's so much parity, mm-hmm. and it, you know the the coaches. Every single one of them throws out the old standby of you know any given night anybody can beat anybody. We got to be prepared any mm-hmm. given night. We got to show up. If you don't show up, you're going to get beat. And and those things are tired. You know they they get said a lot about a lot of different districts, but it's very very true with this district because you know coming in Plano East was really really hot. You know it looked like. Um, 
you know, Tavi Diggs and, and company might have something really special going, and then they get knocked down a few pegs. And, and Prosper, you know, we thought would kind of be a middle of the pack, and, and they've had a really good start with Jordan Oliver, mm-hmm. um, and, and they've done really well and, and taken down some teams. Allen, like you said, is, has been really up and down. McKinney kind of coming out of not nowhere, but, I mean, you know, they have star power of their own, but it's it's definitely been a district where it, we've gotten what we expected. I didn't expect any team to run away with this district. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect any team to... You know, go five and zero, and and in the first five games of the district, and really establish themselves as as the biggest threat, and kind of run away with it. I didn't expect anybody to do that, and nobody's done it. And you know, it's it's a product of um, you know not having a team that I think is you know leg up on on anybody, and, and that much better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. But also of how good I think all of the teams are, pretty much from top to bottom. Um, so like as of right now, you know, as of uh, right now, going over the standings, uh, Prosper's in first place. They're two and zero. Um, you know, Plano Senior and Allen are tied at two and one. Plano West one and one in fourth place. Um, McKinney and Plano East one and two tied for fifth. McKinney Boyd in last at zero oh and two. Um, and even though Prosper's two and zero, oh, they play McKinney Boyd later today. But then we'll, we'll learn a bit more about kind of where Prosper stacks up because this, you know, they will round out the first half of their district schedule against Plano Allen, Plano West games that are obviously a bit more uh, a bit more higher caliber opposition than what they've uh, than what they've seen so far. Um, I mean, we we said early on kind of coming into this that we thought that Allen might have of these teams Allen might have a bit of a leg up mm-hmm. on others um, I mean do we still feel that way or I mean is Plano I've been impressed with Plano on? I think I mean just the way that that they've kind of continued their success and, and we had our doubts just about I mean they have mm-hmm. some pieces coming back but obviously lost a ton yeah. you know from their state title run so we had our doubts about whether or not you know they could continue that same kind of momentum and on the boys side you know Allen's kind of the same way it's these teams that you know you have such success and then lose some key pieces mm-hmm. and and everybody expects them to kind of take a step back but they really haven't yeah. I mean I've been impressed with Plano I've been impressed with you know the way that they've gone about their business and, and won some basketball games and honestly you know, I don't know if I've fully shifted over to thinking that, you know, they're going to be the district champion or anything, mm-hmm. but I've been very impressed with the way they've they've kind of approached district play so far. Yeah, I got to see them in both their games against Allen and, uh, and Plano West, and the thing that stood out to me about this Plano team, it's tough to compare them to last, because last year was just such a unique roster. Mm-hmm. You just, I mean, just, just uh, from a physical standpoint, you're just not going to see too many girls basketball teams that can trot out the size and the length that Plano had last year. Um, one thing about this team, though, is that uh, they've got a lot of they like to get up and down and they've got I want to say like four different girls that are capable of running a fast break which I think that's mm. kind of a uh, that's kind of an under uh, kind of an underrated intangible as far as being able to you know kind of attack a defense and transition and there's just that many different ways I mean you have players like Jordan Ol- not Jordan Oliver but Jordan Merritt uh, Zaria Collins Michaela Eddins Maggie Robbins all of them feel like they're very comfortable bringing the ball up you know when Plano does uh, get that rebound and they just get going and I mean yeah they're a very uh, they're a very selfless team you know they move the ball very well they play I mean there's one of the hallmarks of last year's team, they play very. It's a very smart team. Um, the game against McKinney, though, I didn't get to see that game, you know, which is a bummer because I mean, you see, I mean, the way that they just kind of handled Allen and Plano West. It's, I mean, even that was a little surprising mm-hmm. in the moment, just because, of, like you said, how much they lost from last year. Um, and then the McKinney game seems to kind of reveal a little bit more about this team. And um, it's it's no uh, kind of like last year's team, you know, they they put a lot of minutes on those starters, so it's not a team that can afford to get into foul trouble. Sounds like that was a bit of an issue for them against. 
McKinney. And then um, they defensively, they run a zone. And the way to beat a zone is simply by getting hot from the outside, moving the ball well, knocking down your open jump shots. You know, McKinney has, um, you know, has a player in Aaron Fry who's capable of stretching the floor. She has 28 points in that game against uh, against Plano. And some, I mean, a lot of nights, that'll, that'll be enough. She hit a three-pointer against Prosper to send that game in overtime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, they were really lighting mm-hmm. up. And they're deep. That's, that's the thing with McKinney. They don't have the superstar that Prosper, Plano, Allen, those teams have. But McKinney, they're deep. When, yeah. I, when I saw them play Prosper, they could, you know, they could go six, seven, yeah. eight, nine players deep. And you know, they were all capable of, of putting up double digits just like that. Oh, yeah, I mean, Fry's not a five-star prospect no, no. like these others, but she is still very mm-hmm. capable and, is, and she can in go off district, for, for like 20 to MVP 30 points a night. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Which is interesting, but I mean, I, I think it's 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 really indicative of the district. Like I said, too, just how 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 much of a threat McKinney can be on mm-hmm. any given night. Because really, outside of you know McKinney Boyd, which is the one team that maybe falls off a little bit as as far as talent and, and ability to compete. Watch tonight, they beat yeah, Prosper. Yeah, then they, get, <laughs> then they go out and beat Prosper Day, and, and we're all just confused. But, but they've got. I mean, it's kind of like McKinney. It's since they've got one player in Zoe Jackson yeah. who's capable of dropping twenty five and yeah. eight. So you never know. Every team, every team has that player, that mm-hmm. one player who they can you know hitch their wagon to and count on for you know anywhere from 20, 25 points a night. It's just kind of a question. I think we alluded to this back when we were initially discussing this district. Kind of what you're going to get elsewhere, yeah. and it seems like you know a lot of nights the best supporting cast will ultimately be what wins a lot of games in this district. Um, let's see, Taylor, we can shift gears. I know you wanted to talk a little bit about um, some action over an 8-5A. Yeah. ran out the first part, so just uh, yeah, talk some of us on Lake Dallas. I think the thing with Lake Dallas that's that's impressed me and, and kind of is a parallel to the volleyball season mm-hmm. is that you know they're very young. They start three freshmen regularly in McKenzie Bus um, and and some others. She plays the she plays the one and, and does a good job handling the ball and getting inside. Um, but, it, it, you know, at the beginning of the year, they had some of those problems that young teams have, you know, closing out basketball games and, and finding a way to win and finding ways to hang on. You know, they lose their first district game 43-45 uh, to, to Northwest, and they lose to the Colony 55-51. Um, and then they get a win. You know, they beat Braswell 62-47. Then they really take care of Little Elm. They win by 20. And then I saw them, you know, last week in the McKinney North Tournament, and they, they played Byron Nelson, and that whole game... Byron Nelson never went away. You know, Lake Dallas ended up winning 63-54, mm-hmm. and that, you know, 9-10 point lead was pretty much there the entire game despite Byron Nelson, you know, having a girl one that put up 30 points and and two really never going away and really making, you know, sustained runs and trying to get mm-hmm. back in the ball game. They cut it to one or two points, I believe, at one point in the fourth quarter. Um, but Lake Dallas hung on, and Lake Dallas kind of extended the lead back out and, and didn't panic, and, and that youth really showed up. Um, and then obviously, you know, Dorian Norris and, and Joe Elliott, who have been there for a while, uh, really stalwarts of the program and, and kind of the carryovers from, you know, the, the, last, the last couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's coming together, it seems like, under first-year head coach Catherine Madison. Obviously not first year with the program. She was an assistant, but her first year is at the head of the bench, I guess, if you want to put it that way. So, you know, much like the volleyball team under first-year head coach Jason Raymer, you know, a lot of youth, but, but they're figuring it out. They're finding ways to, you know, win. They're learning how to win, especially in district play. You know, they've won their last two to be 2-2, two and two, and, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if they get in the postseason. I think we all picked them to, you know, finish up near the top somewhere. So it seems like it's coming together out there. We picked them to finish second. Yeah, we picked them up pretty high, so we'll at see. At the very least, after that, after that district yeah. opener, it maybe seemed a tad ambitious, but who knows? It's a young team, so you'd yeah. expect that well, they'll like be I playing. Their, their best basketball is still to come. Yeah, and like I said, those first two district games, I think, were decided by six points yeah. total. So, I mean, in the second half, those games could go either way. Yeah. I mean, I don't think 
either uh, you know Northwest or the Colony is that much measurably better. So I mean, who knows? In the second half, they may get you know revenge on both. Speaking of, uh, of the Colony, that's a nice way to segue to our student-athlete spotlight. And Justin Thomas had a chance to swing by the Colony to talk with their star backcourt of uh, Jewel Spear and Tamia Jones. Let's see what those, uh, those two girls had to say after a word from the sponsor. Today's podcast is brought to you by Star Local Media. 14 newspapers and websites with a print distribution of 270,000 homes and monthly page views of 600,000 online. Star Local Media, your community voice for news. And now, let's get back to the podcast. All right, we're here with Tamia Jones and Jewel Spear, junior backcourt for the Colony Girls basketball team. Ladies, thanks for taking some time to join us here on the Star Local Media Sports Podcast. No problem. No problem. Well, first wanted to say Happy New Year. Same to you. Happy New Year to you, too. Did you guys get a little break from uh, from basketball action here, or did you guys stay pretty busy these last few days? Stay, stay pretty, pretty busy, busy. yeah. <laughs> Tournaments, right. everything. So you guys are coming off a couple seasons in which you guys have made at least the third rounds of the playoffs, so congrats on that. And Thank I guess you. that makes for uh, pretty high expectations this season. How do you feel the uh, season's gotten started for you guys so far? Yeah. Uh, I feel like the season got started pretty good. We had a tough schedule. It wasn't a schedule where you just breeze by through every game. It was challenging, and it was set like that to prepare us to get to place like third round. So I feel like we attacked it pretty well. Yeah. You Same guys, thing. You wanted yeah. to have a schedule that really challenged you during the non-district and stuff. Right. Um, what's the kind of the dynamic like when you guys go through a tough non-district, and then you get in the district, and you have a few games, and then all of a sudden you guys have to take a little break from it? and do these tournaments and type stuff. Do you like that kind of break, or would you rather just keep rolling in district? Um, I like that kind of break because we get, not to rest, but we get to reset and get our minds right for the playoffs. Because like you said, like T said, uh, we started off really hard in the pre, like pre-district, and mm-hmm. then district, we're just trying to go undefeated again. Like, it's never happened except last year. And then <laughs> postseason, we're just trying to go as far as we can, hopefully state this year. Is that kind of the expectations and the goals that you guys have set for yourself, kind of getting through that regional round into state this season? Yes. yes. Um, obviously, you guys have been on the varsity for a couple of years, but so have your, some of your other teammates like Chloe and Kennedy. Just talk about kind of the camaraderie and the chemistry that this team has this season and how that might be different from the last couple of years. Uh, this season, I feel like um, kind of compared to freshman year, freshman year was kind of us coming in and then also Jade coming in. So it's kind of we all were trying to build that chemistry. But I feel like this year we have that chemistry and it's something where you just got to do what you got to do know your role and ride the wave um we all know what it is on the court that we need to do we all know how to communicate with each other so i feel like it's easier to you know say something to somebody without them feeling some type of way because they know i'm communicating like this Mm -hmm. you know me this is what we do like she said it's just experience like everybody has experience now we're juniors now chloe kennedy seniors a couple other seniors so everybody knows their role we know what to do you mentioned um kind of the goals of reaching state, what is what is it that you feel this team does really well, and conversely, kind of what were you guys really working on these next few months when before the playoffs to try to get to that goal? We're mainly working on defense because that's what we've been struggling on lately against the great teams. So if we just play defense and lock up our man and know our principles, we'll be fine. But mm-hmm. I think we've been doing a really good job on offensively. Like they're going to try and shut us down, but we have other players that can make plays too. Mm-hmm. How long have you two, just in particular, been playing basketball together? <laughs> Since we were like five or four, something, yeah, yeah. Five. long time. So you guys have been on the same AAU teams and stuff like that. Yeah. What's it? What's it been like? Just kind of through that path, getting here to varsity, and now you guys are kind of the kind of quote unquote leaders of the team and trying to you know do stuff that the colony hasn't done before. Uh, I feel like. Um, 
Well, it, it's kind of easy because even though we came in and made these impacts, we knew these girls. Yeah. We lived in the colony, so mm-hmm. we knew, we played with all these girls but way before we got into high school. So it was coming in, it was just easy to click with them. And we know how to feed off each other. Like, we know if one person's off this game, the mm-hmm. other person's going to be on, so we know how to click with each other. So you guys have been playing pretty well. I know, what, 3-1, and one, I think, over the tournament this past weekend, and then I got to see you guys play in that game against Dayton Ryan right before uh, Christmas break there. Um that was a pretty fun game to watch. You guys were both doing your thing. And, Jewel, it seems like you've been on fire lately. I think I saw four of your past five games over 30 points and then obviously that career-high 40 against Ryan. Do you just feel like you're in a, in a zone right now? Yes, honestly. But I want to, like I said before, thank my teammates because she almost had a quadruple-double or whatever yeah. she had. Uh-huh. Finding me, everybody else, making an extra pass. But, yes, I have felt like I've been in a zone. How does it change when you see Jewel or any of your teammates just on fire like that, does it change what you try to do as a point guard, or do you try to operate the uh, the offense the same, or how do how do you approach things when one of your teammates just on fire uh, like that? You got to get her the ball, and that yeah. just helps me. I'm I'm padding my stats off her. I'm going for <laughs> double doubles, triple doubles. So triple doubles. Yeah, my, my points come within the offense. Yeah. So um, when she's on fire, get her the ball in the offense, and I'm gonna get my assists, and I'll get my points where they come and. Yeah. I was joking with Coach that she took y'all out too early in that game because <laughs> could have got that quadruple trouble or maybe even a 50-point game. When you guys are rolling through a game like that, do you have any idea about your statistics? Or it no, seemed like after really, the game yeah. you were pretty surprised to see that you had scored 40. Yeah, we're just playing within the team, honestly. Yeah. Just trying yeah. to get the dub, honestly. All right, so you guys get back into district on Friday. Um, just what's it going to take down this home stretch to to finish that undefeated district championship like you guys are shooting for? Focus. You got to lock in. I mean, we had a break. Uh, we played throughout this break. We're practicing now. It's it. Now it's time to go district. It's no more room for to lose a game. You lose a game, you're not undefeated in district. You lose a game later on, you're out the playoffs. So right now it's about focus. Got to be locked in. All right. Anything else you ladies wanted to mention? No, that's it. Hey, Coon State State. Yep, let's yeah. go. <laughs> well, to me and Jewel, thanks for ju- joining us. And if you guys haven't seen the Lady Cougars yet, you can check them out Friday out at Justin Northwest at 630. So thanks again, ladies, for joining Thank us. You. Thank you. Well, thanks for uh, thanks go out to Jewel Spear and Tamia Jones at the Colony for being our guest on the podcast today. And um, you may have noticed we switched things up here. We have our Mesquite writer, Devin Hassan, our McKinney writer, Kendrick Johnson and myself, Denton County reporter Justin Thomas, and uh, going to hit on some few kind of girls basketball storylines that have kind of caught our eye early on, and um, having Jewel and Tamia on is a good segue for uh, for me because that's exactly what I wanted to talk about. Um, you know, right before we went to Christmas break, I got to see the Colony um, play Denton Ryan in a district game, and it was a kind of a individual performance, something that I've never really seen, like. I mean, I've seen some big scoring games, but nothing like what Jewel Spear put on. How many points she had? Uh, she had 40, <laughs> and she scored 23 in the second quarter or the third quarter alone. She outscored Denton Ryan personally 23 to five in that quarter. She made um, this is completely overshadowing Tamia Jones, by the way, who almost had a triple double. My stats had her two rebounds short of a triple double, but Jewel scored 40. She scored. I mean, three she because I know she shoots. She shot six of eleven for three, including six makes in a row. She made. Yeah. Oh, she so she made high. at the end of the second quarter. She canned a couple threes. Then she comes back in the third quarter and she makes her first nine shots of the third quarter. <laughs> so she had made eleven shots in a row, and six of them were three pointers. 
finishes with 40. Didn't even she played like 30 seconds of the fourth quarter. So she easily could have made a run at 50. Yeah, she she's, a, she's a great shooter. I saw her last year. To me, it easily could have got a triple double. I joke with Coach Pastiz afterward. Like you got to, you're supposed to keep them in for storylines. So I <laughs> like I'm supposed to be writing about a triple double in a 50 point game right now, and y'all beat them too bad. So like, but anyway, so she was on fire, and she hasn't stopped in. She scored 40 that game. Okay, they play Houston Cypress Creek in the Mansfield tournament. Obviously a really good big program there, and she only scored 17. But then she comes back to finish that tournament. She scores 32 against Seguin, 30 against MacArthur, another you know top 10 6A program, and then finishes with 28 against Arlington Bowie, another 6A program. So she comes she's back. Work. Yeah, she's averaging well over 30 over her last five games and has done it against some very good competition. And if y'all haven't That's seen her out right. Yeah, they're both juniors. I, I saw them yeah. last year. She was 0 for 4, shot two air balls in the first quarter. Yeah, but then and she, hit six threes. Yeah. Hit six threes in a row. She missed her first three or four <laughs> against Jaden Ryan. And yeah, but if you haven't got a chance to. And she's not just, you know, like ball movement, catching open threes. She's, you know, she's, she's off the dribble. She's, she's explosive. She's athlete. stepping back. Yeah. So if you have a chance to go watch her. She can shoot the ball. It's really fun. And then, as I said, Tamia just does everything, too. So that backcourt is really exciting to watch over there at the Colony. And then um, on my side, District of Non-6A, where anything can happen. Um, McKinney's, who I cover, of course, they lost three D1ers and Quincy Noble, Jemiah Braxton, and um, Kayla Wooten, four, uh, Moultrie, I'm sorry. They had four years of experience. All three were four-year starters. Yeah. All D1 players was like, how are you going to replace 85% of your offense? Well, they slowed the game down. They play a lot of strategy for each opponent, and it's worked. They they lost in overtime to Prosper, who many of people are picking to win the district, mm-hmm. and lost to the defending state champion, Plano, who other people, they're not picking Prosper a bit, picking and beat them 55-48. to So McKinney has a shot to be that team that's upstaging everybody in this difficult 9-6-A where anybody yeah, can win on any what day. What a loaded district that is, huh? All right, you got some of the best um, individual talents in the state. Um, we got Puddle S.J. Owens. She's going to, uh, I want to say UCLA. Yeah. And then um, you got, um, got Prosper. I forget the. Uh, Jordan, she's going to, Baylor, going, to, going to Baylor. So you know a lot yeah. of individual talents. Up and in then Nia Green, the new girl, the transfer but, at Allen. Yeah, right? where's yeah. she going? I don't know where she's going. She's somewhere big. She, yeah. If she's so you got a lot of D one talents, yeah. and that these teams have to face. So it's like a murderer's row. So for them to be in the mix and have all these question marks coming in, it's definitely been a, a head turner. So it's going to be interesting to see how they shake out because they already got they already got a win they weren't supposed to get, and they could have gotten yeah. two, and they haven't even hit their stride. So hats off to Coach Harris and her staff for yeah. putting in a good coaching job. Looks like they loaded up in the non-district, too, to get ready for it. That's yeah, they, they played play the Duncanvilles and stuff of the world. Timberview and stuff, yeah. So. Yeah, so, so they're seeing stuff that they've seen before, so they've kind of they've kind of gotten adjusted to this district because, like I said, you got to bring your A game in uh, District 96A because you will get embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whoever comes out of the for the playoffs from that district could be seeing some of your teams, huh? Yeah, and that's that's one of the that's probably the the, the team I've been keeping a closest eye on uh, is is Saxy mm-hmm. uh, off their state tournament appearance from a year ago. Uh, they returned their entire starting five: uh, Avery Krause, Jayla Brooks, Kayla Demas, Tia Harvey, and Adhel Tech. Uh, again, they made that run kind of a phenomenal run last year. They're nineteen and four. Uh, they they had a couple losses here. They, they were ranked number three in the in the state poll uh-huh. um, coming into last week. I think they'll drop a little bit. They had two losses uh, at the Center Meadows Classic, but that's against the top field out there too. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's, that's, that's you know I, I don't want to get ahead of myself. I know they won pretty good over a couple teams that I think highly of that I cover, MacArthur and Louisville. So yeah, yeah, they they play some they, they play some good competition. Uh, you mentioned running through that region. Um, you know that two of their four losses are to Allen, yeah. a team that they could run into in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They do have a win over McKinney. They do have a win over Prosper uh, yeah. in terms of nine six eight ten six eight matchups. Um, so it's definitely going to be a tougher road for them once you get to the playoffs. But uh, again, what I've been really kind of watching is is how they dealt with the heightened expectation. Uh, this is a team that always has you know big goals, but not state tournament goal, you know mm-hmm. bound goals. Um, and just to see how they've kind of handled themselves through a, a tough non-district run, uh, taking care of business and district play, which they've done so far. Uh, they, they seem like they're pretty grounded. They're taking it one step at a time, to use all the coaches' cliches, but they're not getting too far ahead of themselves in, in yeah. terms of what they need to do. There's there's attending to the, the mm-hmm. task at hand, and so far so good uh, as they, they look to to return to San Antonio. Not to, not to put you like a coach and get yeah. the message. <laughs> get the message out there. Not, not to put you on the spot kind of predictions wise but is there anybody in that district that can even challenge them or are they just going to be coasting to the playoffs now? You know Rowlett Kendrick mentioned his district and those teams are going to be battling each other you know night in Yeah we're, we're still real early in the 10-6-8 slate uh, Saxy, Rowlett and Lakeview are all 3-0 yeah. um, I've not seen Lakeview um, but Rowlett's intriguing because they have two freshmen that have stepped in right uh-huh. away and, and made a big impact they're double digit scorers they can do a lot of different things I don't know if that gives Gives them enough firepower uh, to take Saxy down, yeah. who's now won 44 straight district games. Um, but I think it's going to be a lot. I mean, last year they just breezed through and basically blew everybody out by yeah. 20 points, if not more. Uh, this didn't th- hurt this him year, in the playoffs last year, so no, no. But I, I think this year uh, that Saxy Rowlett game is both their head-to-head meetings are going to be really entertaining. All right, well, that'll about do it for this edition of the podcast. Thanks for uh, joining us, and check us back next week. I'm sure we'll be touching a little more on boys' basketball and uh, as teams get ready to uh, resume district action and get back in the swing of things. So uh, for Kendrick and Devin, I'm Justin. Thanks for joining us. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.